How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. I, have you been this happy in a really long time? You know, it's it's not just any Dub Day Monday. It's it's a... I don't even know what, what word should we put in front of it. A ginormous Dub Day Monday? Um... Well, think about it. There, there, it. It's got a lot to do, right? I mean, number one, it, it was a ass-whooping to epic proportions that we got to witness yesterday. Yes, number two, it's your birthday, buddy. Yes, big 2-0. Happy birthday. Big 2-0. You are not a teenager anymore. Nope, kind of crazy. Uh, kind of wild here first uh First podcast and, as a twenty year old, so it's it's pretty cool. To and your first podcast as a brother of Delta Epsilon at uh, at UCF. Yep, got inducted the other day. Um, so excited about that. We get to celebrate that, celebrate a birthday, um, and then talk some sports. Obviously, today on the pod, uh, we got you know we got the the World Cup to you know talk about with USA having their first game tying with Wales or drawing in Wales. Sorry, you know, sounding like an American Ooh, there. Yeah, um, what the hell was that? We'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll get into, obviously, football recap week 11 in the NFL, which was a good one. Uh, and obviously that Cowboys absolute dominant win over the Vikings, which was a big one. Um, and then we'll get into college football, uh, where it was a week of ups, you know, we, of upsets that we didn't see coming a lot, you know, and a, te- a certain team up there in Tennessee had their uh, their hopes of anything this year just get absolutely wiped away with a brutal loss to South Carolina. But Michigan, you know, had a had an almost upset. TCU had an almost upset. Pretty, you know, wild times here at the last couple weeks of uh, the college football season. So yep. we gotta we gotta get into that. Um, get into the World Cup. Uh, and, and get to these sports. So let's get into We're it. We're jam-packed, man. We're jam-packed. Yeah, jam-packed here on today's episode. Let's get into it. Let's run it. Let's start today's episode off with that USA-Wales game. USA uh, drawing with Wales 1-1. They got the early goal, went out 1-0, and then Gareth Bale gets tripped up in the box as a penalty kick, and it's Gareth Bale. He's probably going to finish that 99 out of 100 times uh, and, and, and ends up drawing with the U.S. But I think the thing you, look, you, you, you take away from this game, the U.S. looked pretty good. It, they looked like... Oh, they looked, they looked great. They looked, like they they looked great until they... They actually looked great until they gave up the goal. Yeah. Because once they gave up the goal, they did what every other damn team does in soccer, and they went to just playing prevent, and it right. just prevented them from winning. Yeah. They, were, they, they they controlled the entire first half. Yeah, they 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 definitely did control it. Um, you know, they're up for a while uh, until the 82nd minute, so it's it's a good sign there. They have England on Thursday, who absolutely just Friday, destroy or or Friday they absolutely destroyed Iran there so it's going to be a tough game it's probably you know the best team in this group so going to be interesting to see here um what exactly they can do against england there because they're going to have to at least get a point uh out of them yes 
they're going to have to tie. They're going to have to at least tie England for sure. Yep. Because if they don't, then they're going to. It'll be based on differential on them beating Iran and Wales beating Iran. So right. th- we don't want to get into that. No. That that's that's not where we want to be. All right, let's get to college football here um, and talk a little bit about this weekend uh, because it was a big weekend. A lot of unforeseen upsets and a lot of close almost upsets that would have made this week absolutely nuts um i don't even want to really talk about this game because i just couldn't believe my eyes um but we'll start with navy and ucf uh, where ucf could not take down the three and seven navy team after two straight uh top 25 wins uh they couldn't take down navy to play in the american championship at their home stadium um this game was at 11. Um, I was out the night before. I woke up, made it to the game, and it's probably the biggest uh, regret in my entire life because I <laughs> wasted uh, precious hours of sleep to go watch what what honestly I can truly say was the worst performance I have seen at a UCF in the last six years, probably since the 0-12 team, whenever that was. 100%. Um, I, I, there's just nothing really to say about this game you went it, it was uninspiring football you went uh john rice Plumley in the first half he wasn't doing it you went mikey keen in the second he was even worse um so i i just there's no excuses for this game you you have to beat navy at home after after two straight top 25 teams you beat the two best teams in the conference at the time you know you're at first yep. place you're in the driver's seat you, you you can't lose to navy who didn't uh they didn't attempt to pass the entire game so i i don't know Dude, the- Everything was ahead of us. I mean, all we were going to host in one of the most raucous crowds you'd ever seen. We would be hosting the American Conference Championship. We would be playing if we won that on in the Cotton Bowl. And right now, we're, there's no guarantee A will be in the championship game on the road. And there's no guarantee, even if we win the American, that we'll be in the Cotton Bowl either. Yeah, so just a terrible loss. Terrible loss. UCF there. Terrible. Uh, they play USF this weekend. There's a bunch of tiebreakers that pretty much determines, you know, the American. But we'll just, you know, see what happens when it happens. Uh, some other one um, upsets that went down um, this weekend. You had probably the biggest one in Tennessee getting just annihilated by South Carolina. Uh, Henry Hooker obviously went down with the torn ACL. He is done for the year. Um, and just so is Tennessee as a whole. Um, I mean, Tennessee's done. Hendon Hooker's Heisman's done. Man, have we? Did we forget about Spencer Rattler? No, I mean, we did not. No, I'm. Uh, we, I'm. I'm not doing this. You know the whole thing about Spencer Rattler. No, um, I'm not either. But you have to give him his due for oh, one game. Credit the, the dude played unbelievable. Had one of the best games out of his year. Um, Six touchdowns, but, 438 yards. He dist- They had 35 points at halftime. Yeah. No, I, I understand. For the game, you got to give him his credit. He played unbelievable. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going out here saying Spendler Rattler's back or he's, you know. No, 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 no. I'm not either. I'm but, not either. you know, but I got to see it that's more a hell of a time. Day. But hell of a game to beat, you know, a top five team there and, and, and end their season. Um, it was a yep. big win there. So Tennessee officially done there. Um, some other oh, upsets you had. Oklahoma over Oklahoma State, which is pretty much, you know, an upset of a top 25 Which is team. weird because Oklahoma was favored by a touchdown at home. Right, but Oklahoma State will exit the top 25. Their season has yeah. just imploded after they were at once once upon a time a top 10, you know, team and they've just, you know, their their season has derailed completely. Arkansas beats Ole Miss. Ole Miss is seeing you know, hopes, hopes of, you know, 
you know, being in, in a big bowl game kind of goes out the window as well. Arkansas just Wait, completely. Could, could, can we just talk about there. this game for a second? Mm-hmm. Okay. Th- three things. One, this is the same Arkansas team that lost to Liberty, right? Which yeah. So they come back and they take 14th rank Ole Miss at home, right? Did you see what the two running backs did? Right? Unbelievable. I mean, Jud- Judkins ran for 214. Two Sanders ran for 20 two, yards. 232. And the, I mean, the crazy part was is that Arkansas was winning by so much, and then here you go. They were like, they basically took the fourth quarter off. Mississippi scored twenty one points to make this game look close. This game was not close. It was complete domination. Yeah, was I, domination. I, I was shocked by this output. And Miss, well, Miss two hundred yards, two hundred yard rushers. I mean, it was just yeah. a weird game. But Arkansas uh, wins there. Uh, the two almost upsets that you had was the early games: TCU, Baylor. And Michigan, Illinois. The Michigan, Illinois one was a little less what? crazy. It was just kind of Michigan was struggling against Illinois' defense. You got to give props to Illinois' defense. But they played really good. Illinois' defense is top three in the country. Yeah, really strong defense. And Michigan, you know, as as you would expect, gets you know the last uh, you know drive and goes down the field and wins the game. So that know, game not, was boring as hell, yeah, man. Not too I much. Mean, other than the running backs, those those teams were terrible. Not it was too much. Hard to watch football. Yeah, not too much concern there in terms of their uh you know that game but Blake Corum uh goes down with an injury and kind of you know not not really you know how college football injuries are not really knowing the state of that injury but you know with 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 Ohio State coming up they're gonna need their best player for that so that's gonna be interesting to see what his you know injury status is um and then you had TCU Baylor uh which was the one of the you know more exciting games from the weekend, I mean, just skipping to that last drive, TCU goes down after really being down the entire game, um, and and just that last play of staying in bounds and no uh, having no timeouts, the kicker running out mm-hmm. on the field, you know, not a chip shot either, you know, a forty yarder gets on the field, five seconds left, and just nails it without even you know having a practice kick or a lineup, uh, kind of you know really impressive there from the kicker uh, and Griffin mm-hmm. Kale, so. They get the win and escape uh, and, and remain in that top four. When are you going to give TCU their due, AJ? No, it's when it's it's when? a strong team. This was a scary one because TCU knows one loss and they're done. Um, and yep. and this was a scary one. Now they play Ohio oh, Iowa State next week. It's not mm-hmm. a cakewalk. Iowa State always you know plays tough, so they still got to get out of that one. But they get into this Big Twelve championship. I have full faith that they will win it and they're going to be in that Final Four. Um, but you know, Duggan has just played, uh, you know, he's, he's another awesome. unbelievable game. He's just, you know, he's he's, he's the a, most underrated quarterback in the country. He's what we call a dog. You know, he's a dog. So yes, he's, he's a, a dog. He played good, and TCU escapes with a victory there. Then our last two games of the night, which we really previewed last week, which were the biggest ones, was the Pac-12: uh, USC, UCLA, and Utah, Oregon. Both games that we predicted correctly. So it was, you know. Yeah. Good to see there. USC and UCLA played a shootout, uh, which was probably, you know, what we expected. I, what, what can you say more about Jordan Addison? This guy's going to be unbelievable in the NFL. Yeah. You can already really see it. Um, you know, he's he's making he, his case. Is he hands be, down the number one wide receiver off the board? He, he's, I wouldn't say hands down. There's a lot of good guys up there, but he will be a top 10, top 12 pick when it comes to uh, next yeah. May. I mean, that's that's definitely for sure. He's going to be one or two there. With, uh, my, my only concern with Jordan Addison is his size. Yeah, he's a little dude. 
No, he's, I mean, he's, six foot, 175. I mean, he, he looks like Devontae Smith, you know, he, like he's, he's that size. He's small. He's maybe he's undersized, but he just he does it all, man. He's he's incredible yeah. there. Caleb Williams played incredible. I mean, Thompson Robinson again played really good. He's another one I think is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league this yep. year. But he turned the ball over too much, gave USC way too many chances to win the game, and they ended up winning it. Um, and USC now still has a chance if there is any, you know, fumbles or any uh, any any you know. Crazy I think they actually have a chance. I mean. There. I, I mean, Ohio State, Michigan is going to knock one of them out, especially Michigan. If Michigan loses, they're done. They have no chance. Right. Right. I agree. So if, if USC wins the Pac-12, if, if they end up, you know, because they still have what? Don't they have Notre Dame last yeah, game? Yeah, they got Notre Dame in the last game. That's a huge game for right. them. And then they're going to play Oregon. I mean, yep. if they win those two games, there's no doubt they're in. A hundred percent. And and I want to see USC in because USC is good. They're fun too. to watch. Uh, I would love to see them, you know, get in this game. Uh, but they yep. they definitely need they have they have two really tough games ahead and Oregon would be that that Pac-12 championship they defeat Utah I'm telling you you know being at home for this game was huge for Oregon having their home crowd yes. behind them uh, Bo Nix played another solid game uh, and they get the win past Utah kind of you know ends Utah's you know I would say above average season but definitely had some disappointing moments in there with you know not being able to Florida. Beat. Yeah, I mean the floor. Just to start off, the Florida loss was tough, yeah. and then you know UCLA they couldn't uh, they couldn't beat. So they they had some they had some high moments this this year, but they ultimately couldn't beat the good teams. Um, and then Florida obviously it started off, but Oregon now finds themselves in you know the Pac-12 championship if they can get past Oregon State next week, um, and then it sets up USC Oregon and Oregon. You know, I wouldn't say they're t- they're totally out, but they need a lot of help and some crazy losses. And obviously, you know, beating Oregon State, who's in the top 25, it's a top 25 yep. win. And USC yep. would be a top, you know, probably six win by the time of, of, of next week so, or two weeks. So, you know, they, they have a shot as well. I think it's a little less than USC, but if they went out, anything can happen um, in yep. the last couple of I don't of think weeks. they're out of it yet. I don't think they're out of it yet at all. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but they're going to need, you know, some help up there with some losses, uh, too. So that is college football next week. We have rivalry week. Rivalries. Um, which, you know, we all love just some crazy games. Michigan, Ohio State is going to be nuts. I'm willing to put any amount of money that Ohio State comes out with a dominant victory in that one, yep. especially at home. They'll knock Michigan mm-hmm. out usually um, how they really always do. So uh, I, I am excited for that one. And then there's a lot of games. Um uh, next weekend that we'll we'll end up previewing. So good stuff from college football uh, this can, past wait, weekend. Can, can Vandy, who plays at home oh, against man. Tennessee, make it three SEC wins in a row? Vandy, man, this is uh, this is crazy. I, I don't remember last time I, I actually saw you know alerts that Vandy won a you know won a, a conference game, and it hasn't happened in a while after these you know before two these last two. Ago. But you know beating they Florida, beat Florida, gotta love that. You know it, it puts a smile on the. The faces of UCF fans everywhere. So good stuff from Vandy there. Let's get to let's get to the NFL here. Let's get to uh, uh, this weekend. Let's get to this past Sunday. Some really good games uh, on Sunday. Uh, how about you know Jets? First, first uh, Titans Packers. Who picked that one? No, right? no, no, who? no. We're gonna get to it. I'm just overviewing okay. the week. Right. I, I really. Right. Enjoy just <clears throat> these kind of last-second victories. You know, the Jets-Patriots game, Broncos, no. you know, 
that was not Broncos. I did not like that game. No, I didn't like the game. I'm talking about the you know the endings. You had Raiders Broncos with the overtime win. Chiefs Chargers was great. Um, just a lot of you know last second wins there um, as we got down the schedule. But let's go through here. Let's recap every game first before we even get to Packers Titans. Yeah, maybe you got the Titans right, but who's at the top? The board this week with 10. Oh, yeah. You did outbeat me by one, huh? With 10 wins because I was the only one uh, to to believe uh, in, in in my Cowboys with you. But I also had the Raiders, with which kind of, you know, helped me get there. If only the Chargers held on, I would have had 11, and it would have been really impressive week. But I take a one... Uh, a, a one game lead after this week in so, the overall pickums. Do you do you have San Fran tonight? I I do have or San Arizona. Fran. Okay, you know you know what killed me um, was Indy. I, I mean I'm the only one in the pool that had Indy. Oof. I was looking great all game. Yep. You know I had Indy and Denver, two teams that had their games won. They literally yep. had them won, mm-hmm. and both blew it. I would have easily won this week. I would have won my. Uh, I would have won three pools. If those two teams had won their games, it was Indy, Denver, and Chicago. If those three teams who should have won their games won, I was sitting very pretty this week with probably making over a grand. Mm. But no, I didn't, and yep. won nothing. Zero. All right, let's get to the games. Let's get to that Thursday night game: Titans, Packers. Titans with a twenty-seven seventeen win. This game made me mad because mad. the least that the Packers could do was they could beat the Cowboys and then, you know, go on this run of maybe getting back into the playoffs. But they beat the Cowboys, and then they they show a dud and lose Mm. to the Titans at home. I mean, Mm. just terrible there. Um, You know, Christian Watson, 4 for 48, but ended up with the 2 Don't get in the end zone. Kind of made me eat my words. Uh, But, man, Traylon Burks returns um, off the IR. Goes 8 for 111, big game for the rookie there. Tannehill. By far his best game of the year, 333 yeah. and two touchdowns. And he's able to outlast Rodgers and, and kind of take the Packers from a little hope to back down to, yeah, you're, they're Bye-bye. probably done. So, yeah, good job from the Titans there. It was, there can, was even an Austin Hooper sighting. There was, and you uh, you were the only one to take the Titans there. So good That's right. job with that pick on the Thursday night game. But let's get to the 1 o'clock games on Sunday, starting with Bears-Falcons. Really entertaining game Actually, Justin Fields continues with, you know, just masterful stuff on the ground. Another, you know, 85 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but this one, he visibly struggled um, throwing the football. Uh, now, this is, you know, due to injury, definitely dealing with some type of, I think, serious so- shoulder injury. Shoulder. Justin Fields mm-hmm. is the type, though, that isn't going to come out and isn't going to whine on the sideline and, and sit out games. But but it it might be it might be time to give him you know a little bit of rest. The Bears are obviously not doing anything this season. They're now three and eight. They've been competitive, but three and eight. They're going to end up with a top five pick, no matter if he plays or not. So you know it, it looks like in the second half he really couldn't throw the football. You know because of the injury, and it led to you know a, a bad pick and and some really bad throws. So I'm not going to judge too much on his you know his, his throwing game, but. You know, it might be time no, for but, Fields to to take a little bit of a seat and and just say, you know, the, the season you've had is I think has been impressive based on the team, but visibly dealing with an injury. Well, the thing that bothers me is that this game went twenty seven twenty four, 
and neither guy threw for 155 yards. Nope. I mean, Baker Mayfield threw for 196. These yeah. guys couldn't get over 155. I mean, besides Corderell Patterson's, what, 100-yard uh, return for a touchdown? Or, yeah, I don't which know, I can't long. believe that he can still do that. I mean, he's unbelievable. Right. Oh, it was it? was 103. Yeah, I mean, he is just incredible. I mean, between that and a whole bunch of young way coup hits, uh, this game was was tough for me. I just, I, I it was like watching two like whack, whack teams playing. Like I, this was this was crappy football. You might have been entertained, other than the you know the Quarterell Patterson return. I was like, I kept going back and forth and be like, okay, I can't watch this anymore. Yeah, it, it was. It was bad. It, it, you know, the quarterback play is, is is not something that's entertaining, but, man, Cordell no. Patterson is definitely the guy and, that is. And here's the thing I really don't understand, and then we can move on. Mm-hmm. I do not understand why you make a trade for Chase Claypool and you yeah. never throw him the ball. <laughs> look, What's the point? The Bears, look, it's it's not that they don't throw him the ball. I mean, again, they don't this team, throw him the ball. They don't throw Dude, the ball. He had, th- he had Fields, three targets. Justin Fields. Look, Justin Fields, one, doesn't have time to throw the ball. And in the second half, he couldn't because his arm was dead or whatever was wrong with his shoulder. This team. Then why make the trade, Age? What do you mean why, why make, make trade? the trade? They're why making make the a trade? trade for a good player and, and to try to get the best out of him. I, they didn't oh, trade wow. for well, an his, offense. His, his two for 11 really helped my fantasy output. Well, why you're starting him in fantasy, that's beyond me. Because I'm really down last, to a, a really slim team right last now. Last time I checked, they didn't make a trade for an offensive lineman at the trade deadline. No, so I don't know what the expectation is since Justin Fields has less than a second to throw on every drop back. Okay. But once they fix their offensive line and they and they, they can actually run offensive plays and run routes down the field, I fully expect Mooney, Claypool, Komet to, to be involved in a, in a good Do offense. Do you expect that line. to happen before I retire or... Will I yes, be able to retire? First? I think okay. in a couple of years right. that will be able to happen. All right, let's move on here. Uh, let's go to Bills. Browns was played in Detroit, um, in Detroit. but right, you know, no, no problem for the Bills there. Uh, look, this one was thirty-one twenty-three. They they were struggling in the first quarter, but you know they. I thought they dominated the game pretty much. I think that I thought they played really well on defense. Uh, Cooper had a good first half, but they shut him down in the second half when they really extended the lead. Uh, Dawson Knox gets a little bit of credit for being the top receiver, seven for seventy, um, and the About Bills, time. you know, and in a in a week where they couldn't practice and their stadium was snowed in and they couldn't get on the plane, shows re- resilience and beats you know the Browns, uh, thirty one twenty three, and now the Browns at three and seven uh, will turn to another quarterback in two weeks. I thought it was gonna be mm-hmm. next week, but not for another two weeks. So one more week of Brissett. And I think they're just looking towards what Deshaun Watson can do in a year that's already you know, pretty much over for the Browns. My, my only problem with the Bills is, is it's been five weeks now since Josh Allen had an MVP-like performance. It, it's And as again, maybe it's I'm feeling it a little bit more because he's my starting quarterback on my fantasy football team. But he has been Dudley lately. Yeah. Like, I mean... Brissett on the other side threw for three twenty four and three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, come on, it, Josh, come on. He didn't play bad. I, it was you know there was a lot of garbage moments. Um, That's fine. I just thought the Bills were, you know, I need the stats, really man. I need the stats on defense, but you know it was whatever way they could get the win. I think they'll take it. So they go to the yeah. Lions next week on uh, 
on Thanksgiving. Uh, so they'll probably stay in Detroit uh, for the next couple of days there. Uh, Colts. I heard they were going back and flying back, like back and forth. Really? Right. Which made no sense to me whatsoever. Interesting. All right, Colts-Eagles is our oh. next game. Hold on, i got to keep my food down for a minute. I agree. Oh, my God. I just, it was, uh, it's just, uh, uh, that's my, that, you, you know what? That's my reaction to this game. I, I might not say any words. It's just, uh, uh. Is, isn't yeah. that, isn't that pretty good? I think that's pretty yeah, good analysis good. of the game. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. The Colts were, uh, the Colts actually played really good in this game. They did. Yep. They played until a really good game. Yeah, obviously until the fourth quarter. Matt Ryan, you know, was was fine, was serviceable. Got it to to Pittman, got it to Campbell. Taylor was was looking back in business, was running on a good Eagles run defense. You know, they were they were stopping Hurts. They were good on third downs. You know, AJ Brown was was shut down for the most part. And then the this, fourth quarter, it's, they just broke. You know, they had it for game, three quarters, and then they broke. <laughs> this game was lost with five minutes and forty four seconds left in the game, when. The Indianapolis Colts threw a 31-yard bomb down to the four-yard line to Paris Campbell. First and goal, up 13-10, just punch it in, and this game is over. And what do they do? Incomplete pass, sack. Or, no, sorry, first it was a rush for no gain, then an incomplete pass, and then Matt Ryan gets sacked for 14-yard loss. And they kick a field goal to go up by six with 442. And what does the Eagles do? They go all the way down the field, and they score a touchdown with a minute and a half left. Yep, and it was just, I, I was just looking at the game, and I was like, man, this Eagles team is is fraudulent, you know? they, they Two in a row, they're about to drop, and then they get this win. I still think it, it reveals that, that this team's not anything special. It's not this unbeatable team, and it's going to, you know, just walk their way to the Super Bowl. I it, think it... it it comes back to the same thing. That. We we have listen. The two of us watch enough football to realize how to create a game plan that works. Right. That's the reason I took the Tennessee Titans against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. You could run the ball, and when the run the run the ball well, your play action is really effective against Green Bay. Right. On the other side, on the Eagle side, if you can run the ball. You can stop the run and you take a lead where the Eagles have to drop back and pass like a normal human being team. They are completely and yeah, utterly beatable. And that's why I think when, you know, the Eagles come around in a, in a cup. Well, they got, they got Green Bay and Tennessee next. You know, I know Green Bay is having the down year, but still Green Bay. And they got Tennessee who's playing really good. And it's I Sunday think, night, so hopefully they'll show up. I think that it's going to tell a lot and I'm super excited for Saturday, um, December 24th, which is a Saturday kind of Christmas Eve game against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. I'm excited for that game because we're going to talk about the Cowboys in a little bit and how they just played probably the best game of anybody in this entire NFL season so far. And I'm excited to see that because the Eagles, I think when they start playing some really quality teams and some of these teams are going to be at the top of the NFC that they're going to play in the playoffs think you're going to see a different team uh that that isn't so dominant that they you know their nine and one record kind of shows that they are so no i i think down the stretch they're going to lose two or three games but they're still going to finish 14 and 3 13 and 4 i mean this i mean the the schedule's too easy they still have chicago they still have the giants twice Mm -hmm. you know they still have new orleans 
at home. There's a lot of winnable games on the yeah, schedule. There's there are, but I think still proves that this team isn't anything you know that special. All yeah. right, let's go to Patriots Jets. You know, oh. skip the entire game until there's 30 seconds left because it was pretty abysmal, pretty terrible. Um, we'll talk about Zach Wilson and the Jets in a second, but 30 seconds left. They punt it off to uh, I, I don't even know Jones, Jack Jones. Um, you know, no. I've never heard of him in my that life. His name? But yeah, I think was that his name? I think that's who it was. Uh, no, I thought his name was Marcus Jones. Marcus Jones, some Jones. <laughs> Marcus Jones takes the what 70 yards for the score. 84. 84, 84. Yards. Give the man his due. It was the only thing exciting about this for, whole game. For the punt return and the Patriots win it in uh I, Patri- in, in classic Patriot Jet f- uh form because the Jets just are AJ, are I'm allergic 50, to beating the Patriots. AJ, I'm 51 years old. I've been watching football my whole life. I've never seen a team take a punt return back as time expired to win a game. Mm. Ever. Yep. How with 26 seconds do you punt the ball 52 yards down to the 16 <laughs> and let somebody run the entire length of the field to win a game that should have been going to overtime? And that's the thing is, is you can't even put it on the punter for punting it to the guy. He punt, he, it was a great punt to the 16. You got to tackle them. That's on the the special teams, and that's on the punt. You know the punt team, but you know the the, the Patriots get the win. They continue their dominance. They, they do own, they over own the, Jets. the Jets. Now let's talk about those Jets and their quarterback here at, at in Zach Wilson. Do I want it? Do I have to say it? Do you have to say it? Like what are, are we going to say it in unison? It, Zach Wilson's done. This guy's he's not, terrible. He's bad. He's you know pretty what? bad. It's, Okay, so this this leads me to a really a bigger topic, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think we talk about it all the time when, when we're hanging out with our friends, when we're talking football, when we're talking draft specifically, especially when we're watching college football, and we're talking about these quarterbacks that have this tremendous upside, yeah. right? That in college they're just these phenomenal athletic players, the ones that have come out of Ohio State, you know, the the Zach Wilsons of the world, these gunslingers, 95% of the time, they are just goddamn awful in the NFL. Yeah. They, and, they are. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons I think Zach Wilson is kind of, you know, or kind of is extremely struggling in terms of, you know, the just the Jets and just in the NFL so far it just seems like he's struggling to do the the easy stuff. And he's out here, right. you know, and, and he's trying to do all this. And I think he's, you know, trying to be the man and, and trying to, you know, be the Mahomes type player when when he, he, he just isn't. And I think no. if he doesn't realize that soon, he's going to not be in the NFL much longer. Um, he might not be the starting quarterback for the Jets um, next week, as Sella said that he won't commit to Zach Wilson being the starter for Week 12 as Joe Flacco was playing pretty solid football for the Jets. Yes, and, he was. And, and he might be the starting quarterback once again. But it's it's really bad in Zach Wilson land. The Jets fans are done with him um, if they weren't already. And you're probably going to see Joe Flacco on that field um, next week because the Jets are 6-4. and four. This team's not done. This this team is a, you know is right they, there in the they playoff. Went from poss- they, they went from winning that game and being in first place to being in last place of the AFC East just by losing it. Right, but they're still That's in the crazy. mix for, for wild card. This, this season's yeah. not over. It's still a, no, a, not a not solid team. Their defense is playing unbelievable right now. It's the only reason yes. that they were in this game to begin with. 
Um, and and I think that the Jets need to make this switch now because Joe Flacco, the way he was playing, if he can come back in and still play like that, um, their schedule is is interesting. That Chicago next week, that that could be another easy win. They still got Jacksonville, Seattle, Miami, Detroit. This team's not done. They got to make this quarterback switch. You know, salvage what 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 is has been an impressive season so far from the Jets, and try to make the playoffs because Zach Wilson will not take them to the playoffs this year. I guarantee nope. that. So. There's Patriots. too many weapons. Too many weapons. I mean, yep. come on. Like, give me a break. Like, the fact that he can't move. 77 yards of passing in a football yep. game. Bad 77. Stuff. But Elijah Moore, two two catches. So, he, you know, you were saying he was going to come out. But. Hey, he and you know what? That, he would have if the quarterback could throw the ball. All right. If Flacco's in there, you're saying pick up Elijah Moore? Yes. All right. Patriots, 6-4. and four. They continue to play, you know, pretty solid football. Just finding ways their to defense is ridiculous and of course this week i mean just to, you're going to see a common theme here guess who i played guess whose defense and special teams i I'm played this week go with the patriots yeah yeah just yeah. Uh, 29 points game. they got 29 <laughs> you gotta love the uh, the defenses and special teams in fantasy all right Rams saints saints 27 to 10 win over the rams uh it is this the most disappointing or worst season after a, a Super Bowl win in, in the history of the NFL? It, it's got to be, right? Because God, it's up there. It's up, know, it's up there because of the amount of talent that this team supposedly has. Right. We know about the you know the Super Bowl hangovers and all that, but right. this is more than a hangover. This is a team that's 3-7 and seven that was the second odd-on favorite to go back to the Super Bowl in the NFC. This, was, this has been incredibly bad. Um, you know, Stafford, whether it's his injury or just regression, has been a shell of what he was last year. They don't have a running game anymore after Cam Akers is just not the guy that they thought they had. And obviously with Cooper Cup being out, uh, there's just, you know, Although not much I did see, to do. On AJ, the, I did on see offense. a quarterback worse than Zach Wilson. You did. Bryce Perkins. Mm. Oh, that was yeah. some harsh, harsh quarterback play. <laughs> Yeah, bad, bad stuff. I don't even I don't know why. How is that guy in the NFL? I don't know. I, I, don't, How? I don't know. But why am I not getting a call? I mean, if Bryce Perkins can be in the NFL, why am I not getting a chance? Yeah, it's it, it was bad stuff there. Um, the only nice highlight was Tutu Atwell having a really nice deep ball catch for Great. the touchdown. It was the only catch he had. Give um, me a break. But Andy Dalton, he, he Andy was D. pretty solid. 300 or almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. The, uh, he hit the a Red lot Rocket of, was slinging it. A lot of, that pass to Olave was beautiful. I mean, Dude, just Olave, Olave locked up the rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, easily. I think it's pretty much done now. Um, the Saints yep. go to four and seven. You know, keep their little hopes alive, but you know they still got some some tough games so, in the division, and they got San Fran next week. It's kind of up in there. I just I just had a funny thought. Yep. Do Do you think Chris Olave is calling his buddy Garrett Wilson up on the phone and being like, "Dude, you know, if you if you if you had a quarterback like Andy Dalton throwing you the ball, right. think it's about the season you'd be having." Pretty. Uh, it's pretty hilarious there that Andy Dalton is somehow better than you know Zach Wilson can. Uh, God. But Saints go to to four and seven. They keep their slim hopes, you know, sort of alive there in the NFC. Uh, Lions, Giants. Look man. out, Lions, baby. You know, I was saying this, I think, for two weeks. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive for the last two weeks. I was saying the Lions are being the Giants. The Lions are being Giants. And they beat them. Yeah. They, they beat the brakes off of them. The Giants um, just were were pretty awful in this game. Um, it's, it's, it's very simple. 
You know, look, look at Saquon Barkley's box score: fifteen rushing, <laughs> twenty-two yards. You stop Saquon Barkley. There's no other talent on this team. And and look at this. Daniel Jones, 341 yards. That might be the most I've ever seen from him. But two really bad interceptions. One where Hawkinson just went up and kind of, you know, grabbed it there. But, you know, he's just, you know, it's Hutchinson. Hutchinson, I'm sorry. Yeah, Hutchinson, Hutchinson, he doesn't play on Detroit anymore. Hutchinson with a great pick there. But this is exactly like their, their, you know, their division you know, roommates, the Eagles, and you have yep. to put the ball in the quarterback's hands. And I'm not saying Hurts is as bad as Daniel Jones. I'll give credit to Hurts, but you gotta you gotta force them to beat you. You you yep. force Hurts to beat you. Sometimes he's gonna come out and he's gonna fire and he's gonna beat you. Daniel Jones, on the other hand, you force Daniel Jones to beat you, he's not gonna beat you. So th- this this Giants team might be at seven and three, and they might make the playoffs, and they'll probably will, will make the playoffs, but. They're not going to scare anyone. They're not going to beat anyone better than them. It's just not going to happen. They're they're well coached and their defense plays way above you know what they should I, as a group. I'm going to make a massive change in prediction. Mm-hmm. The New York Giants will not make the playoffs. Wow, you don't think so? It's seven and three this this late in the will, year. You will not they, make the. You don't playoffs. think they get three more wins? Which words are not coming out appropriately? Or, 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 or get the shit out of your ears. The New York Giants mm. will not make the playoffs. I don't know if I'll go that far um, and say they won't make the playoffs. I can go ahead and tell you that in a couple of days on Thursday on Thanksgiving that the Dallas Cowboys are going to absolutely beat the brakes off of them. Um, but, you know, but th- this is we'll a see. team that's cursed anyway. I mean, here you have a really good young wide receiver that Daniel Jones finally is like, I have a weapon. He goes nine for a hundred, Wandale Robinson, and then tears his ACL, and yep. he's done. Yep, just this team bad stuff. is bad. Yeah, and, and this Wanda team Robinson has gotten was... some very lucky wins. This team mm-hmm. should have only four or five wins, and they're going to finish with nine. Wandale Robinson was one of my favorite players so far. New players this year, and and even you know hating the Giants, it was fun to watch. And he was really coming into the, being the number one wide receiver in this team, and then obviously that injury just you know hurts a lot, but. You know, perfect game plan, especially against the Lions' defense of stopping. You know, Saquon. They got it. You know, they got it done. Um, on the Lions' side, uh, how about Jamal Williams? Twelve touchdowns, three more on this day. I mean, just the touchdown machine. He's the he's the James Conner of of you know yeah, this year. Last year, yeah. um, and and you know they he, they, he, he was able to for punch a little it in. dude. He runs with a purpose, yeah, and an edge, yeah, he, and. I don't want to tackle that boy, man. Yeah, and and Deon, they they say DeAndre Swift's healthy right now, but but Jamal yeah. Williams is playing better than him. Or or I, honestly, I don't even know what the reasoning is. DeAndre Swift just isn't getting touches right now. So Jamal Williams. This is, is a, this is a six foot zero, two hundred and twenty five pound running back that doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to tackle that thing coming straight at you at one hundred miles an hour? Not even a chance. So he. <laughs> He keeps knocking in inside the red zone. Good stuff from Jamal Williams there. The Lions, three in a row, four and six Let's now. Let's go. There, Let's go. Know, they're hanging on. They play Buffalo, though. Come on, on Dan Campbell, rookie, uh, coach of the year. Get me get me my, get me my pick. Uh, I don't know if they'll uh, be able to rally that much, but good stuff from the Lions. Playing a little better than the start of the year, so, you know, good to see there. Uh, Ravens-Panthers was God, one of the worst brutal games game. I think I've seen all year. 
Um, yeah. Somehow the Ravens get out of this. But but I'm ready to say this after this game. This, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hopping off the Ravens trail a little bit. I don't think yep. this team is, is as good as I thought or maybe we all thought. This team's kind of, you know, you look at their offense, their team's kind of talent-deprived on, on offense. Yeah. And when, and when, when Demarcus when, Robinson is your best player, yeah, and 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 at running back, they're kind of just doing it by committee now. And 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 the weirdest thing of all, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson doesn't run anymore. No, nope. it it it's weird because Lamar Jackson started okay. the year with some amazing games running the football, but but he doesn't run anymore. Isn't that AJ. the whole reason the Ravens are good? Is because he's the 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 heart and soul of the team on the offense and and does everything on offense. Hey, call me a conspiracy guy. Fine. I do believe that the fact that this man does not have a long-term contract signed yep. is making him reconsider how much he I wants to put his body on the line. I think you're telling, just telling the truth and not doing yeah. anything conspiracy. I mean, it's, it's just I a think fact. He got, that- I think he got hit a couple times early in the year. You know, the body was a little dinged up. Mm-hmm. He's like, what the hell am I doing? I'll sit in the pocket. I'll throw the ball. I ain't running for my life. This is this division or this AFC the way it is right now. We can get in as a wild card or even win the division with you know ten wins. I, we we have a shitty schedule. I'm not going to go kill myself. I, I really think that's what it is. Yeah, I, I think it has some to do with that. I don't think it's a hundred percent that. I still think Lamar Jackson's the type of person that's going to go out and give his team everything he ha- he has. But you know, I do think that has something to do with it. I think you're it, it's too much of a coincidence not to think that of what this offense has been doing last time you saw Lamar get sacked three times four times in a game yeah it is it is you know it it is interesting to think about but the the running back guy committee is just kind of weird um Mark Andrews six for 63 but hasn't just hasn't been involved the last couple weeks it's just been been you know and they've been winning they've won four in a row it's not like we're talking about a team that that's bad they're still seven and three but in this AFC realistically are the Ravens going anywhere when they play the Chiefs or the Bills you know that no. I just don't think so so they beat the Panthers great the Panthers are absolutely terrible um yeah. Baker Mayfield it's a disgrace that he's starting NFL games I don't care who's the backup if it's if Sam Darnold is healthy or not if anybody's healthy, put him in over Baker Mayfield. Give anyone a shot over this guy because I'm done watching him play football. He's unbelievably terrible. So that's yeah. what I have to say about the Panthers there, but the Ravens 7-3 and three now on the year. Commanders, Texans. Commanders, 6-5. and five. They're over the 500, aren't they? They've won five out of the last six. They're on the come up now. Um, this was all the defense. Uh, I picked up the Washington Commanders defense in probably every league. This week, I think they had a 30 um, in one of my leagues that, you know, the defense yep. gets a little more. Had them in DraftKings this week. Had the uh, the pick six right off the, uh, uh, you know, right off the right rip. Off the jump. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Mills threw another one later in the game. Uh, and and basically, they were, you know, running the football all game and, and kind of taking the, the, the pressure off Heineke in a game that he didn't have to do really anything because this one was they, over um, before it started. This commander's defense is starting to play so well that their offense doesn't have to do very much of anything. Doesn't have to do much of anything. And guess who's back next week? Chase, Chase Young. Young. Chase Young returns. Yeah. So they're getting their best player on def- on defense back. It's only going to make them better. Um, this team is definitely, they're, they're in the last place in the NFCs. It's kind of like the AFCs, but they're right there in the mix for, you know, a wild card. If they can keep yeah. winning, uh, what they're going to have to, you know, what their biggest worry is, is, is the divisional games you know they have the giants twice 
you're going to have to beat them because the Giants are going to be that team. It's going to be four, you know, all four teams from this division aren't going to make the the the, the playoffs. Nope. So it's going to nope. be the Giants or it's going to be the the Commanders. And they have right. two games. They have it back to back because the the Commanders have a bye week 14. They play in week 13 and 15. So two games back to back for the Commanders against the Giants. They're going to have to probably win both. Um, and and at this point, I think they're better than the Giants. I think they yeah. can beat the Giants. I don't know about twice That's, in a row, but they can beat them at least once. Between Washington playing better, mm-hmm. the Giants' rest of the season is harder than we probably originally anticipated it was going to be. Yeah. And the fact that you've got the Lions and Atlanta winning games now out of nowhere, San Francisco is not going to fall apart. I, I, this is why I don't think the Giants are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's 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 going to come down to those two games there, but you know, upcoming is what we should watch for that, you know, bottom of the NFC is who's going to get in uh that third team into the playoffs, but Commanders get the win. Texans looking like number 1 pick in the draft there um mm-hmm. as they go to 1-8 one, and 1. All right. So, just before we jump ahead, is mm-hmm. Davis Mills your quarterback in the future or do you take that number 1 pick and go and get a CJ Stroud or somebody you, else? You get CJ Stroud and or you get okay. Bryce Young, whoever is that best quarterback um when May comes around. Uh it's just it's too risky not to take, you know, Davis Mills is fine for a team like this that's just doesn't have anything, so there's no expectation. And, mm-hmm. and I still think he's, you know, he can be a quarterback in the NFL, maybe not a starter, but he should still be on rosters. He shows, you know, some good Definitely. signs sometimes. He's but, better than 98% right, better, of the backups. He should, if he was traded to the, the Panthers right now, I'd start him over Baker Mayfield. If he was traded to the 100%. Jets, I'd put him in over, you know, Zach Wilson. But Ooh. That's an interesting idea. A hundred percent in the off season. Yeah, it's a, the, yeah, it could be the Jets. You know, or maybe you know we just talked about Lamar Jackson. Does Lamar want to go to New York? I don't know. We could talk, you know we'll talk about that when the off season comes around. Crazy you know scenarios like that. But this right. team is gonna t- have CJ Stroud or, or or Bryce Young on them next year. It's okay. just something they have. To I was do. just curious. Um, with that number one pick. All right, let's go to the four o'clock games now. Raiders Broncos. I, I remember I was watching the game with my roommate and I said I'd rather do anything than watch this game right now. I just have no <laughs> I have no I just don't want to watch this game and it actually was pretty entertaining there you know that goes yeah. to overtime you get the Devontae Adams overtime you know touchdown and he had a great game and and the more you look at it Devontae Adams is having a good season um in his first season with 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 the Raiders it's it's kind of weird because it's They've been so bad that you kind of just go out here and, and we were talking about, you know, as the, was the trade a bust? Was it not? Obviously, it wasn't bust. You know, 64 for 1,000 and 10 touchdowns already. He's having a great year. But I think with the, the overall, um, you know, 3-7 and seven record, you know, the games that he's disappeared in have definitely been uh, a large part of the losses in some of those games. So, you know, I, I think that that's why we have that stigma on a season, but they get the win here. They have just, they own the Broncos over the last, yes, however many seasons. And the Broncos, the, at the end of the day, you could talk about the season, no matter what Russell Wilson, they, they can't win games in the division. They're two and 10 in the last three years in the AFC, in, in the AFC West. They cannot beat the Raiders. They can't beat the chargers and they can't beat the chiefs. If you can't, if you can't win games in your division, you're never gonna be you know at, at the top of, of your conference or make the playoffs in any of that matter so you know the right. broncos just have have to start start with beating you know the teams in their conference they no matter who's on the yeah, quarterback or who's on the team they haven't been able to do it in the last couple of years so you know th- this team is is going to go in this offseason have a lot of 
you know, question marks. They just released Melvin Gordon. So, you know, he's he's off the team officially. It's, it's, Chase, it's, the, fl- it's the running back flavor of the week. Yeah, Chase Edmonds is done with an injury. So, you know, you got Latavius Murray there who's going to be probably the running back for the rest of the year as they just kind of, you know, go through or, the motions. Or at least, of, until, at least until next Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, so you, they just are going through the motions. The Raiders, 3-7, and seven, you know, they're still done. But, you know, they're showing promise that this team has talent, just – you know, some bad luck, some some blown losses, and 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 some poor you know play on certain weeks that have just kind of thrown the season away. Although I still have no idea, I no idea how Devontae Adams was that wide open in overtime. Yeah, I mean, I, literally, yeah, where yeah, the know. heck were the cornerbacks? I don't know. Patrick Sertain was uh, probably at his worst game of the year, and and Devontae Adams had had something to say about it after the game, as he was just kind of you know asking him and where the little boy or the young boy. Oh, nice. All right, Bengals-Steelers, 37-30, Bengals on top. Another really good game from Burrow um, here. Uh, Mixon goes down with an injury, but Samaje Ryan comes in. Didn't run the ball, just had three yeah. receiving touchdowns, which is just, you know, what he does pretty much. He's, he's a really good receiving running back there. So, you know, they definitely are going to take a hit on the run game, but the Bengals have shown that it doesn't matter. They, they're so good throwing the ball and they're, they have such a good passing scheme that they can really just do it one dimensionally and still win games. Higgins filling in for Jamar chase nine for one forty eight, really good stuff from him. Um, and, and honestly, Kenny Pickett probably had his best game as a rookie two sixty five and a touchdown. Um, Najee Harris played really good as well at 90 mm-hmm. yards on the ground and two touchdowns and your boy um, Pickens. Yeah. And Pickens had a touchdown as well. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the, the Steelers were in it. They, they kept it close, but at the end of the day, the Bengals offense continues to show that, that when it's on, it's, it's still probably the best in the league, even without Jamar Chase, it's still just so unstoppable through the air and Burrow, you know, when, when he's not under pressure and he has time, he can sling the ball and they run such a good scheme. Zach Taylor just deserves a lot of credit for, you know, the offensive mind that, that he really is. So the Bengals six and four. They will. Uh, they'll stay up there with the Ravens. See if they can, you know, take them as as they. Uh, you know, that game is definitely upcoming soon. Um, as they take them, or actually the last game of the year. Uh, but they mm-hmm. still got games against Cleveland um, coming up, and some really big AFC games: Buffalo and Kansas City, that are going to be huge for them in terms of of their playoff seating and if they have a chance, yep. you know, to get there. If it wasn't for Mahomes and uh, Jalen Hurts, man, my Joe Burrow MVP would not look so bad. Yeah, looks pretty, uh, you know, like he, he maybe could, you know, creep up there a little more if he still plays. He's good, creeping. He's creeping. Yeah, he's, he's creeping up there. All right. He's creeping. Mahomes would have to, like, blow a gasket. <laughs> Time to get to uh, the Cowboys-Vikings game. Yeah, 40, let's go. 40 to 3. 40 to 3. And, and can yes. we just uh, just repeat it? Because I think it's just the coolest stat of the week. The largest road three. win, deficit-wise, in Cowboys history. Yep. History. I'll let, you, uh, I'll let you take the wing on this one. Start us off with, with what you thought. Oh, what did I think? Okay. So, first of all, what did I tell you before this game? I said the most important player to stop on the Minnesota Vikings is Dalvin Cook. Why? Because this team, when they know you have to pass, is the best defense I have ever seen. Yep. And that is exactly what they did. 
They put Minnesota in third and long time after time again. We took the lead. We kept adding to the lead. And so Minnesota was playing from behind. They couldn't establish the run. And they dropped back to pass. And what did the Cowboys do? They sacked them seven times. They hit them all over the place. (laughs) They they strip-sacked them for a fumble recovery. It was a beautiful performance. It was one of the most incredible both sides of the ball played to perfection. I mean, Dak Prescott had his best game in years. Mm. Tr- Tony Pollard was sensational. Zeke did what he needed to do, just come in and pound two touchdowns at the goal line. The Cowboys and even Kellen Moore, I'm going to give him props, finally started putting plays out there that made sense. They took very big advantage on Andrew Booth Jr., the cornerback, who's the second-year guy, um, who, who's not very good. And literally, no matter who was over there, Noah Brown, CeeDee Lamb, you know, Gallup, it didn't matter. They just went over the top on him time and time again. It was a beautiful performance. It was a wonderful day to just watch a game. I, If I had a victory cigar, it would have been lit <laughs> six minutes into the game. That's yes. how beautiful this game was. Yep. I I agree with everything you said. There's There's not much that I could disagree with. Domination, from start to finish, um, when I look at this, the the significance of this game, it doesn't even matter the blowout, just the, the win, yep. the the response yep. to beat a team that at the time was the first seed in the NFC, uh, and, and to respond after what is what was one of the worst losses in franchise history a week yep. ago it was one of the worst losses, but you know. Just that terrible timing to then face the Vikings, who just beat the Bills, and is number one, the number one seed in the NFC. Just terrible timing to have to play them the next week because you lose to them. That's two in a row. You know, you drop to on six and four on the. You know, yep. it, it just was terrible timing. You, you know, to play a team that I still consider to be a very good team. I think they're, you know, still a team that can that is gonna you know be in the playoffs and they're going to you know probably be in that in, in that divisional round maybe. Could even get to a conference championship still. So, I, you know, I, I think it's unbelievably impressive that this team was able to respond, especially in the way that they did, um, to beat this team, to keep their season still going, to keep their, you know, Super Bowl hopes alive in terms of showing that they can respond and beat a really good team. I think that's what's most impressive about it is that they were able to get the win after what happened last week. And the fact that yep. they came out and the defense was mad, they were angry. They had seven sacks. Micah Parsons, what did I say was the biggest key to to winning this game? And it ended up, you know, not being like the biggest key because it was 40 to three. But first play of the game, second play of the game, Micah Parsons with a strip sack. He can single handedly change a game. And he did it within the first two plays. I mean, it was really unbelievable to see him just come out and, and really take it upon himself that he needed to be the guy this game. He did it within the first two plays. He was unbelievable the entire game. The defense was unbelievable the entire game. Um, and when I look at Dak, obviously Tony Pollard was unbelievable, and that he's just been a a really solid piece the entire season. But Dak Prescott played probably one of his best games that he's had in the NFL, and now that's in yeah. my count two on the season of two of the best games he's played in his, in his. I think the Bears game was one of the best games of of his career. And I think this game was one of the best games of his career. So now, I mean, when you when you complete eighty percent, eighty eight percent, just the right, just the passes, the the way they were on target, the throw to Tony Pollard on, on the you know on the wheel route just fell into oh, his hands. One of the best throws you'll ever see. I it, mean, in comparison, Kirk Cousins had twelve completions. 
Yeah, 12. Because, he, he, yeah. We broke his 38 or 39 game streak of throwing at least one touchdown. That's gone, right? Justin Jefferson had three catches for 33 yards. That's the thing that's a, about that's a great job, man. Thing about Dak is, you know, what I said for this team to really be taken serious as a contender, it's Dak. He has to play above average. He has to play above above yep. average. He has to play elite. Today, he he looked like a top ten, top five quarterback in the NFL in this game. He he just did. He yep. played unbelievable. You know, he was delivering the ball all over the place. And we just need to see Dak do that more. And more, he's gonna he's gonna do that against the Giants because he's done that his entire career against the Giants. But when they go and play Philly in four or five weeks, he's got to do that. When they play Tennessee in five six weeks, he's got to do that. And when it comes playoff time, and this team is a top you know two or three you know seed. I mean, maybe if they win the division, they might be the number one seed. Um, but you know, if they don't five six seed, whatever it may be, this for this team to get to the conference championship, for this team to get to the Super Bowl, it lays on Dak. And if he keeps playing like that against these good teams, you're going to see this team, you know, have a really successful postseason and maybe, you know, beyond that. So good stuff. Great stuff. Honestly, Mm, from the Cowboys, um, they they go on Thursday to what is, I I think, a huge game in terms of not only are you playing the Giants to really take sole possession of second place and really kind of put them on this downslope of their season might, you know, like you're saying, fall apart. um, But OBJ, a certain a certain guy in, named Odell Beckham Jr. is out there prowling on a, a team he's going to sign with, and I guarantee you, after that game last week, he was on Twitter. He was he was tweeting, look at you know look at what they did. I guarantee you, a, a butt whooping to his former team in the Giants uh, would definitely sway him to joining uh, the Cowboys there. Maybe even as soon as the the couple days I- after this game. I don't. I don't have any doubt in my mind. He would rather play in Dallas. Yeah. No state tax. Better team. Better quarterback. Better offensive line. Better weapons overall to open up the terrain for him. There's no doubt in my mind. The bigger question is: If you're the Cowboys, are you signing him to a multi-year contract? Because that's the a, only way he's going to yeah. sign. It's an interesting kind of debate. Um, here, here's what I will say. If you're Jerry Jones and you're the Cowboys, right, and you look at at you, you got to ask yourself: Do you need OBJ to win a Super no. Bowl? Do you need? I think the answer is no. But no. would it help? Yeah, it, it would. It's not going to hurt. It, no, it's not going to hurt. But I think it would really elevate the offense even more because Gallup is playing good, not great. But I think if you if you get OBJ, and, and first of all, OBJ, you got to work him out and see if he's you know, what he was last year in the postseason. And I right. think that is 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 already done. I think he is. So when I look at that, I really want that player that the Rams had last year that got him to a Super Bowl. I just I really think that that would elevate this offense okay. to another level. Um, with C.D. Lamb on the other side. Guy, yeah, if you have that guy who's, you know, who only had one ACL tear and could still mm-hmm. run like the wind and cut and make, just run great routes, yes. Now you have a guy with two ACL tears. And, you know, the one thing that's really, like, weird about this whole situation is, and, and no one's talking about it, and maybe I'm making a bigger deal of it than, than I should, but we also have James Washington that should be coming off yeah. IR here. Yeah, right? I, don't, I don't know so, why he's not back yet, but he definitely should be soon. But if, if, if you insert James Washington in, right, it, it gives you the third wide receiver. I mean, Noah Brown's played really well. Right, but it gives you the guy where Jason Tolbert could be 
thrown into like the practice squad, right? right? It, it gives you that other guy who can get you the eight yard, who can get you the uh, inside slot slant, who can give you the little, you know, hey, you know, bust one out across the field on a mesh route. Like this is the guy that I think they got for a reason. I'm just surprised that they don't want to see James Washington fit into this or, you know, having played and, you know, gone through spring training or spring training through, uh, you know, uh, OTAs and everything with them and, and training camp with them. I, I'm surprised they don't want to see that first. But, hey, you know, everybody thinks OBJ is, you know, the, the second Here, coming of Christ. Here's my my I would not final, but here here's my stance right now. My mm-hmm. stance, if you were asking me, do I want to sign him, yes or no, or do you think we should sign him, my stance is yes. That's my stance right now. I think the Cowboys always do this to where they have rumors, rumor this, rumor this, and they never do anything, actually. I would like the Cowboys for once to do something, to just do do the splashy move, sign OBJ, you know, say Jerry should just say, screw it, I'm 900 years old, let's do something cool for once. And and sign OBJ and see what happens. I think it'd be cool. I think if, if he it, comes and he's and he it is who he is, be, it'd be cool. Listen, if you want to pay him a shitload of money in a signing bonus, but it doesn't have a big cap hit over the next three years, I'm fine with that. But if this thing has a big cap hit where we're stopping us from signing Pollard or somebody else, you know, that we're gonna have to sign down the road, obviously Diggs and Parsons, right. then I am not for it at all. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. If it is, then we definitely make a severe mistake. But I don't see the cat boys, Jerry and Stephen Jones, making that kind of mistake. I, that's not going to happen. So I don't think that's something we have to worry about. All right. Let's go to the primetime uh, game Sunday night. It was a good one. It's a good one. And I yeah. almost had my Chargers prediction correct. They always play the Chiefs competitive. But they didn't. But they didn't. Mahomes was unbelievable, led that team on the last two-minute drill drive, gets the touchdown to Kelsey. He had three in this game. This is just a joke at this point on how good this duo is. I mean, they're they're just unbelievable um, in the fact that they're, the connection between them is 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 just unstoppable. Um, but but Herbert played really solid, too. You know, mm-hmm. he, he had a really good game. Thank God Keenan Allen is back, five for 94, had a great catch on that drive in the fourth yes, quarter. Did you see the wide receiver who's finally making me look like I, know, I don't Josh, know what I'm talking Joshua about? Joshua Palmer, 8 for 106, two touchdowns. He was definitely the uh, the stud in the game. Um, but, Oof. you know, turnover with, with Keenan Allen fumbling in the fourth quarter. Um, and then, obviously, the, the last second drive or the last two-minute drive for uh, Kansas City gets them the win there. They go to 8-2. and two. They still are sitting pretty there. On the top of the AFC, and the Chargers drop to five and five at five hundred. Now this becomes a little messy. They they really needed this big win. Uh, here's the thing: it gets messy because they're five and five, but their schedule is iffy. They got Arizona next week. They got Vegas. You know they still got Denver, the Rams on there. They can definitely win games, and a big part of why I'm still you know confident that this team can still get to you know 10 wins maybe mm-hmm. is the health coming back Keenan Allen healthy yep. Mike Williams should be even more healthy next week they're they're getting their guys back on offense and hopefully Herbert turns this switch on like I think he started to do in this game that he's got to play at that that elite Herbert level and they can kind of start turning this thing up but it's it's getting a little uh, nerve-wracking there for the Chargers so so just to, before we wrap it up you know, in my two fantasy football leagues, the big money leagues that I'm in, 
Right. Right. Both of them at one point, this has never happened to me ever. At one point in both leagues, I was down by 100 points. Wow. I mean, that, like, I, yeah, like in one league, I played, like, the team was Daniel Jones, Alave, you know, I mean, it was just the, the, what you'll call it, the uh, San Francisco defense, like, it just ridiculous, right? In the other league, the guy had, I I felt like I was spinning, like my my eyes were spinning. It was Justin Fields, Derrick Henry, Alave again, New England Patriots defense again. Like it was just out of control, right? Even Brett Maher, I was playing, and he had 19 points. We forgot about to talk about that guy, you know, having two 60-yard field goals like back-to-back with the timeout. So um, I'm down, so I was down 100 at both. On one of them, with because I have uh, San Francisco's defense and DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to win tonight. And in the other one, I'm down 38 points, and I have Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel. So I still have a chance. Like, if I could pull off 200-point deficits into (laughs) wins, this will be the greatest weekend of all time, minus that horrific UCF loss. We'll see if that can happen. I don't know if Debo Smith plays anymore for the uh, the 49ers, (laughs) so I don't know if that's that's going to happen. But good week it was. Now we get... To, to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We're here. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, Happy good, birthday, buddy, to yeah, you. Appreciate it. Um, Thanksgiving's going to be good. Three good games. Bills, Lions. I think that's a better game than people are, are, are oh, I thinking agree. of. Lions at home minus or, or nine-point underdogs. I don't know. Do, are we going to be crazy? Cowboys, they're going to smoke the Giants. I can't wait to talk all my shit leading up to, uh, to Thursday. And then pa- Patriots-Vikings, a good Thursday night game there. Um, between two, you know, good teams there. So now, look now, hey, so uh, when's our next podcast? Is our next podcast coming out on Friday, or are we doing a special we're, Thursday? We're going, edition? we're going Thursday. It's kind of what we do for for Thanksgiving. Okay. We'll, we'll it'll be out Thursday morning to preview the the Thursday games, and then we'll also get to the the Sunday games as well. Um, so special edition Thursday episode for Thanksgiving. Um, I like wish it. everybody a happy Thanksgiving on that one as well. But. Enjoy this kind of week as the uh, the weather's getting a little chilly outside. You know, get your sweaters <laughs> on. So yep. we'll see everybody on Thursday.